Ilona Bishop once wrote, This kind of compulsive concern with I, me, and mine isn't the same as loving ourselves. Loving ourselves points us to capacities of resilience, compassion, and understanding within that are simply a part of being. Today we are talking about learning to love ourselves again as we wrap up our week on mental health. My name is Brad and welcome to The Daily Lead. Well, you know, I have mixed emotions about Valentine's Day. <laughs> I, I always feel pressured. You know what you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I feel pressured into showing love to the people I love on just this one day of the year when in all actuality, I should be showing love to them every day, right? Hey, if you walk into a grocery store on February 13th, you will see more Valentine's Day paraphernalia than you ever do for probably Halloween. Honestly, it's more, I think, of a money-making scheme than anything, if you ask me, but that's just me. But granted, I still buy my wife a card. I still buy my wife a gift. Same with my mom and all those people that I love, right? But I really ought to be more concerned with showing them love each and every day day. Do you know who else you should show some love to every day? Yourself. Yep. If there's one person we have a hard time loving, I think it's the person we see in the mirror every day. Why is it easier to love others than to love ourselves sometimes? I don't know. Sometimes we are truly awful to ourselves. We can be our own worst critics and we can spend inordinate amounts of time dwelling on our inadequacies. Amid my mental health struggles, I was my own worst critic. I was. I needed to find a way to love myself again, even in the midst of my flaws, even in the midst of my shortcomings. And here's the deal. Loving yourself is not selfish. All right. So how can you love your love others if you don't even know how to love the person you're closest to? Huh? You are the only person who will always be with you until the day that you die. <laughs> I was taught that a couple of years ago. You are the only person who will always be with you until the day you die. The longest relationship in your life is always with yourself. So start loving you. Well, you ask, well, that's easier said than done, Brad. How do we even do that? Well, in my journey, here's what I found. Here are some helpful ways to start loving yourself. First of all, number one, know yourself. All right, who are you? All right, who are you? We talked a little bit about identity in previous podcasts and finding our values and our value system, so I'm not going to spend much time on this, but I need you to ponder this question. Who am I? Look at your values. Look at what you're passionate about and the areas in which you excel. Start there. Live out your values. Live out your passions. All right? Number two, stop comparing yourself to others. 
Now, for years, I subscribed to Men's Health Magazine. And I, it was simply torture because I would always look at the dudes on the cover and tell myself, yep, get yourself in shape, Brad. You need to look like that. And I would go all out sometimes, right? I'd head down to the vitamin shop, buy the latest and greatest supplements, and then I'd start working out. Now, most of the time, it lasted for about a week, maybe two. I would backslide for a while, and then another magazine would come, and all of a sudden, you know, my wife would say, wow, those are some big arms on that guy. And I was just like, ooh, well, maybe I should have big arms just like that guy too, right? Well, uh, that was a very unhealthy cycle. And somewhere along the line, I just stopped. I stopped reading it. I stopped trying so hard. And here's why. I didn't have to look like them, all right? My dad bod rocked, right? And my wife was going to love me no matter what. Granted, yeah, I needed to take care of myself. I needed to be, you know, in better shape and better health for my health. Because here's the deal. The better mental health you have, the better physical health you have. Better physical health you have, better mental health you have. Because they're all connected. Mental health is health. Physical health is health. They're all connected, right? And I had to stop comparing what I had or didn't have to what everybody else had or didn't have all right by the way keeping up with the joneses it's exhausting work guys it really is i would not advise it one bit Uh, and then i would compare myself to other other pastors too oh look at what they're doing oh wow look how successful they've become and it was just exhausting too i needed to be me that's it period end of sentence you have to be you somebody told me the other day they were like Um, After one of my sermons, they were like, I really love how you're preaching and you're standing up there and you're just being yourself now. And he's right. I needed to stop trying to be someone I was not. Look, either my congregation was going to love me with my polo shirt, jeans, and my Air Jordans instead of a suit, or they weren't. And that's what I do. I, I rock my, Jordan, my, my Air Jordans out, man. Let me tell you. All right? Remember, you have value just as you are. And comparison will constantly cloud the call that God has on your life. Comparison will constantly cloud the call God has on your life. We're going to make that our mantra today. All right? Number three, stop listening to what the world says you are. One of my favorite song lyrics comes from Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol. It says, if I just lay here, will you lie with me and just forget the world? I need your grace to remind me to find my own. Find your own. I had to stop listening to what the world was telling me in regarding my mental health. I had to stop listening to what the world was saying about what I had to be as a person, as a father, as a husband, and as a pastor. Always put together, never struggling, always smiling, never be angry with anyone. You get the idea. The list can go on and on and on. And I had to remember I was my own person. I lived out being a pastor in my own way, and that is going to be okay. All right? I'm going to live out being a pastor in my own way and that is okay 
And once I got real with myself and I started loving myself again, and once I got real about who I was as a pastor, I started preaching with more authenticity and my love for ministry returned. And finally, number four, learn to say no when you need to. One thing I'm still not very good at is saying no when I need to. During my struggles, I was protecting my calendar and therefore my time with my family. I allowed my work to encroach on my family time and it wasn't a healthy thing to do. There's this idea that pastors have to be on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And yes, while we need to be available to people with whom we are entrusted, it should not come at the expense of our families or our mental health, period. End of sentence. If you're a pastor, I need you to hear that. If you are a member of a church, I need you to hear that. Because let's face it, everyone else will prioritize their families as well. How do I know this? Because every Sunday, people choose activities or sports or staying home with their families over going to church. It happens week in and week out. And here's the deal. If they can prioritize families, why can't we? If they can prioritize themselves, why can't we? Leaders, you have to prioritize your family and yourself. Otherwise, you will be an ineffective leader. Learn to say no and learn that it is okay to say no. I know it's hard. You don't want to disappoint people. But when you start saying yes to everyone, the next thing you know, your calendar is full, your anxiety starts to rise, and you are now no good to anyone because your mental health is not in the right place. By saying no, you prioritize your own deadlines, your own needs, your own desires, and it is an important step on the road to self-care and better mental health. Saying no is one of the most self-empowering things you can do. According to the Harvard Business Review, success in choosing not to pursue an opportunity is founded on the ability to manage emotions that come up when we close a door or extinguish an option. Finally, give yourself a break when you make mistakes. Cut yourself some slack. You aren't going to be on every minute of the day. You can't be perfect all the time. After all, it's those little imperfections that make you great. In studying the Buddhist way of living, every author I have read so far has emphasized the importance of compassion. However, it never occurred to me that I should not only have compassion for others, but also have compassion for myself. I have spent the last 18 years of my life teaching people in my congregations to show love and compassion for our neighbors, and yet I never even considered the idea of turning that compassion inward towards me. From the, Buddha, from the Buddhist view, you have to take care of of yourself before you can begin to care for others. As Kristen Neff writes in her book, Self-Compassion, if you are continually judging and criticizing yourself while trying to be kind to others, 
you are drawing artificial boundaries and distinctions that only lead to feelings of separation and isolation. Folks, that is the opposite of universal love because the universe also includes you. And with that, let's take some time to meditate. We're going to take some deep breaths in and out. We're going to let go and we're going to become fully present in the moment. And now we are going to repeat a couple of mantras for today. Our first mantra is this. It's the little imperfections that make me great. It's the little imperfections that make me great. It's the little imperfections that make me great. And now comparison will constantly cloud the call God has on my life. Comparison will constantly cloud the call God has on my life. And with that, we come back into the present moment. Well, thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope this week on taking care of yourself and your mental health has really been something for you uh, to work on, to be aware of. As leaders, we have got to take care of our mental health. So please take some time to share this episode or any of these episodes this week with someone you know that needs to hear the words that we have been talking about for this week. And again, always, always, always go down and hit, if you haven't done so, hit that subscribe button, leave us a review. Subscriptions and reviews help others find the podcast easier. Well, The Daily Lead is a podcast of the LEAD organization. LEAD is a nonprofit organization that connects leaders to each other to learn and to grow and helps congregations connect to their neighbors as well. They provide the lead journey, which is a transformational process for, for congregations. They provide strategic planning, consulting, coaching, and speaking, all the things. So head over to leadconnects.org. That's leadconnects.org and see all of the amazing services they have to offer. And we'd like to thank our podcast sponsor, GSB Fundraising. If you're a leader and need help in stewardship for capital campaigns, please visit their website at gsbfundraising.com. That's gsbfundraising.com. They'll be glad to help you out. And we are going to have GSB Fundraising on a future episodes of The Daily Lead. Well, until next time, everyone, take care and be well.